considering your circumstances, this is going to be a whole different uh, start before uh, last night. And uh, we're going to skip the uh, hardcore intimate details. They're all out there. Um, but this morning we all got the news that uh, Shannon Spruill, a.k.a. Daphne Unger, a.k.a. Zombie Hot, the original Scream Queen, uh, I'm just going to say passed away, 46 years old. Um, it was very difficult uh, for those who witnessed it. Well, I mean, witnessed the moments leading up to it. Um, this was a person. I'm going to start it like this. A little tribute here. I'm going to try to channel Craig Lagan. So I'll never sound as good, but I'm going to try my damnedest. Um, her first appearance on a random WCW Nitro in 99. She was just sitting on a bed, rocking back and forth with a big, big um, um, what it, mantle. What is the thing when you idolize somebody and you got a shrine? Shrine. Yes, yes, yes. Of David Flair. Shrine yeah. of David Flair. The very next week, she's biting Jerry only in the nose on Nitro. Which, if you know Jerry only in Danzig, probably a lot of people want to do that. Um, but from that moment on, uh, I, I posted this today uh, on um, Twitter and elaborate a little bit on it. And I know Foxy is also going to elaborate on this part specifically pertaining to her. Uh, in the world of and and I also said I didn't say this was bad or like uh, boo. I was pointing out very literally in the world of the late nineties wrestling television, as far as women goes, ninety percent of it was TNA, blonde, big boobies, a little wrestling, but a lot of the wrestling, the women's wrestling, kind of got undercut. Uh, not kind of, it did. It got undercut, undersold, and swept under the carpet. And uh, listen, as a 15, 16, 17-year-old male, uh, that wasn't really a problem. Um, but in this muck and mire of sets and titties, there were very few that stood out to me as far as being different. Lead is one of them. Daphne was the first one I really took a liking to for obvious reasons a young man and a very attractive woman, but past all that, her character. And I know certain people in charge of WCW uh, didn't like that person or that character, which is crazy to me, said that it didn't work. Um, but it stood out. She screamed. She got loud. And just when you thought that she was just there to stand there, she would get involved. Now, for those who don't know, at first, this was supposed to be like a six-week thing. Six weeks as she was out. Um, she was one of the women that kept her job there that didn't, that kept her job on the premise that she wanted to be a wrestler. She got in and realized, I would like to do this. And she did it. She trained. She put in her time. She very quickly became one of three women to hold the cruiserweight championship in WCW. Uh, the other one was, the other two were Medusa blanking on the third. Somebody will fill me in later. I actually forgot who the third was. 
wow, I forgot. Um, and then started getting into her own storylines, getting away from David, getting away from Crowbar. Uh, WCW closed down and she is one that stayed in the business. And, you know, a lot of the stars ran out their contracts. Some people went to WWE. She did not go to WWE. She went back in the Indies. She went back to um, perfect her craft and worked everywhere. And stayed in the business that long to the point where I think she had a semi-retirement and then all of a sudden in the middle of 2000s she's in TNA she's in Impact Wrestling uh, at first it's just uh, the Sarah Palin gimmick to challenge Awesome Kong I think it was Awesome Kong uh, and then one week all of a sudden Daphne came back Daphne came back was the Stephen Richards and performed in several matches, Monsters Ball with Abyss and Raven um, was a mainstay on that roster for far too short of a time. Uh, we're not going to get into the ugly details on how her career and her in-ring career ended, but up until COVID was still very much involved as much as she could with her friends and other companies in wrestling. What I... Not what I come to find out. Jacqueline. Jacqueline's the other Cruiserweight champion. Thank you. <laughs> you see over the years, you know, in my opinion, and this is an, a biased opinion, you know, I have her signed picture behind me, so it's very biased. I never felt she got enough mention or credit. It was one of those things I told Foxy on the uh, music podcast. It's, it's one of those musicians that musicians love that you don't know, but the musicians that you like and respect and idolize, they're like, no, this person. Daphne was that to a lot of female wrestling fans, uh, wrestlers, excuse me. Um, very influential. And I'll say dare pioneering in that world in the late 90s, early 2000s of Attitude Era, Daphne stood out. Um, to the point where Foxy, you even mentioned earlier, if you wanted to elaborate now, um, a direct influence on you. Um. Okay. Well, we, be, before we like do all that, I'm just gonna like disclaim: I did not personally know Daphne. I never even met her, unfortunately. So I cannot speak so much on it as much as other people that I know that were close to her. But. Um, as far as her influence, it was a matter of, again, I was a female in 1998, 1999 in independent wrestling, feeling like I couldn't measure the fuck up because, you know, you had women like Sable, you had the women like Sunny, Terry Runnels, and you're like, you're a brown haired, you know, not very skinny, not endowed, not tall person. So you're like, wow, I'm not going to fit in anywhere. But then Daphne hit the scene around the same time, literally at the same time as um, ECPW alum, uh, Devin Storm, a.k.a. Crowbar. Yes. And I had seen her because of him. And it was one of those things where it was like, there's someone like me on TV. Daphne was to aspiring women in the wrestling world what so many 
aim for for representation in books, in movies, from the LGBTQ community to people of color. She she represented the odd girl out of place to show, hey, they they booked me. <laughs> so you know what? It's cool to be weird and it's cool to be you. And that, I mean, there were several women prior to her that made me feel like, okay, maybe I can measure up. But it was a person like Daphne that made me go, all right, if I ever wanted to be the real me in wrestling, I could. Because real me was dark hair, black lipstick, full on goth. And of course, then, you know, I hooked up with this man next to me and he was already doing something similar. And it was like, well, I know I can do it. It's, it's been done and it's been accepted. So fuck it. And, you know, being able to be the real me in wrestling was liberating. So for someone like Daphne to come out and be who she was 100% that whole time was so awe-inspiring. And I mean, I just hope that she knew she did that for other women. Not wrestle, not manage, just be that beacon of representation. Much like, you know, Black Panther, again, is to the Marvel Universe, to, you know, people of color. And again, you know, we all seek representation in entertainment, you know, to make us feel included. And again, I, I know I'm just, I was just some little white girl wrestling, but again, there's a whole part of me that was outcasted in high school because of what I liked, how I looked. And then that fear that I couldn't bring it into adulthood because there's no one like you. And those things are just teenage phases. So again, I hope this is something that she knew, you know, and again, I didn't personally know her. So I'm, while I'm mourning, I'm a little more at peace with it than most people, but also because I know that, you know, we've all dealt with depression. We've all have mental health issues. Some of us have thought of and or contemplated and or tried, you know, to enact on those things. And at the end of the day, this all sucks, but she's not in pain anymore. And that's the only thing we can hope for is that she's at peace, finally, you know? Um, I guess for me, um, first and foremost, you know, we, you know, and it's never a name dropping thing and we don't do that. But uh, before I get into like my portion, um, for everybody that we do know from the indies all the way to the top, personally that we're actually extremely extremely close with her uh our deepest condolences it's it really hasn't like hit me until like this moment because we're actually doing this now you yeah know, it was there but like now to actually put it all together it's like really there now uh so again uh to all of our our friends within the business that we're extremely close with her our, our deepest condolences and obviously to the family and like that but to see like people that we actually are really close with to see how effective they are again it, it, it it's hard it's very very hard um so that's one um two you know again uh i did i did i was fortunate enough to meet her on a, on a couple of shows here and there and sweet yeah uh 
sweetheart of a, of a, of a girl, really cool and everything like that. But um, it's funny to, to, to put the male perspective on it. We were just saw one of a, one of my wrestling buddies, whatever, you know, before he got into the business, that was like his crush. He was his crush. And like, I was always, <laughs> this is going to be funny because it's right here, sort of. I'm right here, sort of. No, I'm literally right no, here. but like, uh, can you I, leave yeah, the like, room real quick, please, for a second? Can you leave the room? No, <laughs> no, there was there, there was that you know, there was like you said, there was the sables and the sunnies and all that stuff, and that never really appealed to me. But then, like, you know, I like I got into ECW, and the, Lord knows the women in ECW, though, you know, Kimona, so like they, they were different. I was like, ooh, little dark, and then so and then you know, Mickey James had the psycho gimmick, and she was really cool and everything like that. But then, you know, then there was Daphne. And Daphne was really at the forefront of being different and representing, you know, being beautiful by being different, you know, and everything like that as well without trying, you know, like she wasn't, it wasn't like she was, I'm different. And she's trying to put her sex, you know, she wore a tank top jeans and combat boots. And I like my women crazy. <laughs> I, I like them crazy, whatever. But like, but, you know, but like, again, like she, she brought, again, she also doesn't get the credit for, again, she brought a different dynamic of an audience, even in terms of male view viewers, in terms of teens or whatever. Not, like I said, not everybody was into the blonde haired bombshell or anything like that. Some of us liked them a little different. And, you know, she covered that. But again, also, she was just a tremendous talent that you saw grow and evolve with a desire to learn and involve herself. From what she did in WCW, which was pioneering because she was so different and she stood out so much. And then the, to have the balls to do the things that she did back then, she did the hardcore matches and the things that she did. And then, you know, to, to hone her craft on the indies and do all that stuff. And then when she emerged in TNA and everything like that and finished like the Sarah Palin type gimmick. But then when she came back as Daphne, the shape, the build the work, like the rededication and focus and everything like that was just incredible. And without her, you know, the, the it was her. Then there would have been, there would have been no Roxy Laveau. There would have been no real crazy Mickey James. I don't like Daphne was the Nikki. first. Yeah. Nikki Cross. There would have been no Cross. Nikki Cross. Nikki just Nikki told a Cross. great, it's, great it's, story on Twitter about it. You know, it's even Victoria. Victoria. Like it doesn't. Great feud, by the way. You know, it's not the, you know, it's not to the extreme that Daphne did, but it's still there. It's there. And it came from her. And, you know, unfortunately, see as it went, you know, for those of us that did. But again, as Foxy said, the, the most we hope for now is that she is at peace. And I, again, I, to everybody that we know, you know, our deepest condolences. I, I do want to uh, just elaborate on this and, and I will let Craig close this out because he's better at closing these out than me. Cause we've done several Tressley uh, tributes the last year, more so than uh, uh, years past. So we're good at it now. Well, Craig's good at it now. Um, yeah, but that's uh, what we choose to be good at. <laughs> no, no, just, yeah. Uh, you know, some of these, some of these people definitely deserve it. Some don't. Some people do. Daphne does. Um, what you uh, were uh, talking about, both of you, uh, especially you, Foxy, was the that influence. Uh, I said on Twitter, the way I put it was, you might not know the influence, but trust me, 
the uh, all the years that she's been away and kind of on the fringe, those people have come through. Like they will talk about Daphne. They will mention Daphne. Uh, even to this generation coming up, Jamie Senegal is one of them. Uh, she called her mom. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of, and I didn't see it till today, unfortunately, um, when um, Daphne got the news that Jamie was asked to be part of NWA Empower. Yeah, I saw. Oh my! It, it was like it was like a mother being proud of their daughter. It was so heartwarming, heartbreaking to see. This is a person that, and, and it does happen in wrestling, but it's still kind of rare. Well, this person gives, if they can't contribute anymore the way they used to, it's all about the other person. What can I do to help you? What do you need? What information do you need from me? What can I do to help you get you over? And she did that with so many people. So many people have come out less than tw- in the last 24 hours in less than 24 hours telling spreading that word that you have no idea what she meant and it always made me mad because i i i was again the biased guy i was the one saying oh and daphne well daphne was fine i'm like no you don't get it you don't get it and i, I think one of the things that are carrying me through today is people are getting it now um and i do want to say in the dark 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 days of wcw nitros and thunders god damn it was daphne a bright light and i've said that before this unfortunate last 24 hours and i'll say it i'll say it to the heavens now bright spot very few bright spots in those last 12 16 months daphne was one of them uh, and the last thing I'll say before I kick it off to our uh, Masters of Ceremonies for episode two is, um, and I know it sounds cliche at this point because people still don't take mental health seriously in this fucking country uh, or in the world, uh, but reach out to people. Yeah, talk, like, you know, I, I hate a certain person in my family. I'll still ask them if they're okay. But reach out to somebody. If you if you haven't heard from a long time, get, yeah, pick up the phone like that. No, pick up the phone, give them a call. Even the phone calls might be the moment they, oh, okay, and talk to this person, text them, do something, reach out, or call the uh, call the suicide prevention hotline, please. Um, you know, it's not about us who are living it's about the persons that's suffering you don't have to suffer alone you know there are so many people that are there for you right, well um b- before craig wraps it up yeah craig screw craig no i'm kidding craig before craig wraps it up it wouldn't be me if i wasn't that bitch <laughs> okay? um you to those of you with mental health issues and or depression yes you can do what dan said to the friends of those people with mental health issues and depression, when they actually do go to you, don't invalidate oh. how they feel. Don't make it about you and your problems. Don't tell them it could be worse. Just shut up and just listen. Because if they don't come to you again, that's why. So don't tell people, reach out, reach out. They probably already did. And you neglected it. You guys take mental health seriously. You guys don't think it's a joke. You just don't care until it's 
over. So you can share your hotline numbers to anybody on your Facebook feed. That's absolutely fine and well and good. You can tell people to reach out. That's all well and good. But you really, really want to help when your friends are talking to you. Again, don't invalidate them. Don't talk about yourself. Don't make it about you. Don't tell them it could be worse because that is them reaching out. Just listen and then ask, what can I do? It's really that simple. And this is why we don't reach out. Notice the choice of words that she said, because this is a woman speaking from experience. Been there, done that. This is a woman speaking there, from experience. So I've been with this woman almost 20 years, and this is a woman speaking from experience. Almost. Wow, you, how dare you? Almost. I know, but uh, <laughs> this is, uh, you know, yeah. this is not her just venting a rage. It's just coming from an experienced, emotional heart that's been there. Mm -hmm. So take heed to what she said. And that being said, Craig, do what you do take best. Take it away. Do what, do what, <laughs> you literally know, take it away, please. Do what nobody does as good as you and bring us back up. Uh, I will do uh, what I can. Um, this has been a, a very difficult day uh, for us as, as wrestling fans. And uh, for me, being a, uh, a great friend of Dan, because I know of his love for, for Daphne. When Dan and I became friends, uh, 13 years ago, strictly uh, through the love of our favorite radio station. It wasn't until uh, weeks, months later that I realized he was a, a wrestling fan like me. And it was through in Dan. In the dark alley in the middle of Philadelphia, <laughs> dark I walked alley. up to this man and said hello. And it was a mistake <laughs> to do that. And we, Sorry. And of course, I said, oh, God, not again, another white man in an alley talking to me. But <laughs> here we are 13 years later. But it was because of Dan and we we've shit, we found our, our common love for professional wrestling. And Dan, in turn, shared his love of Daphne with me and for me. And again, like I was I was a fan as well, because I was also watching WCW. And when Daphne was on, you could not take your eyes off her, no matter how bad the shows were. And they were increasingly, increasingly bad week after week. Um, even though they're getting ratings now that either wrestling company company right now would kill for, um, there was still nothing worth watching. But her, uh, her her style, her demeanor, her entrance into the ring where she would just come in and kneel in the center of the ring and just scream at the top of her lungs every week. So iconic because no one before or since has had uh, an entrance like that or has made an impact like that. That is still being felt today. You know, Fox had mentioned several uh, wrestlers that have been influenced by uh, Daphne, but even to right now, there would be no Alexa Bliss character right now without Daphne. There'd be no Riot Squad, Ruby Riot, without Daphne. She laid the groundwork for all of for those wrestlers or superstars that I mentioned today, and for any uh, female superstar that wants to put on black lipstick black makeup and uh do a do the golf thing you do that now because daphne opened the door for you and her influence cannot be undersold uh you mentioned uh all the outpouring of love and affection um that we're seeing today and but even leading up to it, uh, Mick Foley reaching out to people and i have to to come clean and be honest i didn't know 
what was going on until I saw Daphne trending on Twitter. And of course, whenever I see any famous person trending on Twitter, I've been conditioned to think the worst first. Uh, and in this case, you know, our, our you know greatest hopes and our worst fears are seldom realized. But to see or to read Mick Foley reaching out to uh, to people because they became close during her time in in TNA. Uh, I I know how uh, important she was to the wrestling community. I know how much Dan uh, appreciated her again so much because of my love for Dan and Dan's love for her. It's because of of that that every July 17th on the Wrestling Historian, I make sure to include uh, Daphne's birthday last as if it were a, uh, a holiday. And no matter what happens during that week in July in wrestling, at the very last thing, I always try to put July 17th, a special day. Dan, I don't know if you went to work today or not, but it's a holiday in your world. But every July 17th, I make a point to recognize um, uh, Daphne coming into this world. Uh, Fox mentioned uh, representation, you know, and it's it's so important. You know, you mentioned Black Panther. As much shit as I give John Hughes, and rightfully so, uh, there's more people that I went to high school with that consider The Breakfast Club their favorite movie of all time because they felt included. Finally, rich white kids have a voice. Uh, <laughs> thanks, to, uh, thanks to John Hughes. But uh, you... <laughs> It's about oh, representation. <laughs> they they saw themselves in the movie. They never. Oh my! They never seen that before. And but you but you touch upon something that's so <laughs> clear that if you, whatever it is, if it if it reaches you, it reaches you. And Daphne reached more people uh, than we, <laughs> you know, that we 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 took for granted. You know, there was obviously the fact that her character stayed for as long as it did because it connected with so many people. And it it wasn't the screaming. It was it was obviously her work in the ring backed up um, her justification for being on television every week. But uh, oh, she, I will never forget. I'm sorry, Craig. I'll yeah. never forget when she hit that uh, uh, Franken screamer the first time. I jumped out of the bed. <laughs> I jumped off the bed. I was like, "Yo!" <laughs> you know, little, yeah. little smaller, 15, 16, 16, 17 year old me freaked out because. It, it was one of the things she was there, she was there, and all of a sudden she's hitting a Frankensteiner off the top rope. It just yeah. uh, you, you want to know the, the funny part about that? Yeah. I mean, I I've known this story from again from Crowbar because he was always at ECPW, but he actually put it up on Twitter today along with uh, yeah. Shane Helms. Was that you know, when they did that spot, this was a time where you were still able to call your spots in wrestling. Oh my god, you know, there was a freedom about it. And it was one of those things where, like, we wanted to, they wanted to get her involved. And they just looked at her and went, you used to take gymnastics, right? <laughs> and she's like, yeah. So they're like, okay, here's what you're going to do. And, like, that was it. It's, like, one of the I, – I find it one of the funniest stories because it was like, damn, that that's literally how it all began mm. for her in the ring. Like, that's awesome. It is awesome. Go ahead, and, Craig. Sorry, I just, no, it's it just always, popped no, in my head, man. It's okay. Um, and I found that with uh, with with people like Daphne, just like with um, uh, sadly uh, Bobby Eaton before her. You, you know, we talk so much about her when she was here or when they were here. But as time goes on, more stuff is going to pop into your to your head about her, to your brain about her. I got tons of more Bobby Eaton memories that I didn't know I had. Um, 
that uh, I that came to me after you know we did our tribute show to him. But uh, as far as uh, Daphne goes, and I'll, I'll leave with this, people that are listening, and thank you everyone for uh, listening and watching on this day late, dollar short edition of um, uh, of HIAC Talk Wrestling. Uh, September is uh, Suicide Prevention Month, and um, Shannon Spruill gave us her uh, the life that she she lived. She gave us um, so much life just by by watching her. But uh, in September being Suicide Prevention Month, uh, please, if you know of uh, of anyone or, or or if you yourself are um, struggling with that you have friends here um obviously if you you're here for us we're here for you uh we celebrate the life of uh, shannon spruill we applaud uh daphne every time we see her uh every time we've seen her but uh her memories will always be be with us and to a uh, 17 year old teenager jumping out of a bed <laughs> upon seeing her do a franken screamer uh the next goth chick on TV that we see is is for you. And thank you. And Daphne, if anything else, thank you for giving us Foxy because um, my life would be different without her. So if I have Daphne to thank for for you being in my life, I will be eternally grateful for her. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone.